Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Juan Pablo Vargas de la Vega, Managing Director at Galan Lithium. They're an Aussie lithium junior with assets in Argentina. Pretty tough time out there for lithium companies, especially the Aussie ones. Uh, so we talked through their business plan, their assets, uh, the quality of the projects, where they are technically. And we also investigate the reality of the situation with Gang Fang being an equity partner um, and delve into a little bit of detail around that because I think there's maybe some misconceptions there. Um, we also look at the market as a whole and how these guys hope to insert themselves into the food chain, given there are a lot of more advanced lithium projects out there also struggling to raise capital. Enjoy the podcast. JP, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing brilliant. Thank you. Good. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. First time we've um, had you uh, on on the show, and uh, we're about to hear the uh, Gallon Lithium story. So uh, appreciate you joining us. Um, we always um, well. First of all, where are you actually? Where are you? Are you in uh, Argentina or elsewhere? I would like to be in Argentina, but no, I'm currently in Perth, in Australia. That uh, we are Perth-based ASX listed company. Um, having said that, I spend more than half of my time already in Catamarca in Argentina. Okay, both not bad places to be, I'm, I'm sure. So look, um, giving us a new story to me and the audience, why don't you give us that one minute overview of the business and then, then we can pick it up from there. Um, we are an Australian company. We have um, two projects, uh, the Sol Flat of Hombre Muerto in Catamarca, Argentina. Um, our neighbours, um, and this is important because we're in a lithium hub, uh, our neighbors are um, the Liven Corporation um, that is listed in New York. And then we have POSCO listed in Korea. And then we have Galaxy Resources listed here in Australia as well. We are um, we are the newcomer here. Um, the, this is our, an idea that I have three years ago to explore in a part that has un- non-conventionally explored at the Ombre Muerto Salt Flat. We have come out with 2.1 million tons of our resource inventory. And I am... Um, I'm pleased to say that uh, now we are we are doing a scoping study. So the company's gone a long way in a very short little time, um, and we have a fantastic team that is is pushing in the same direction. And, and Galan, it's um, it, it's in a way it's a dream come true. You know, just I've been pushing for this for a while, finding the right project with the right people, and everything has fallen into place now. Uh, yeah, thank, well, thanks for that summary. Appreciate that. Um, lithium in Australia, bit of a dirty word, isn't it? You're getting much uh, traction over there. Well, look, it, um, it's yeah, we, we are in an oversupply sort of um, environment at the, at the moment. You know, it's not Northern Isle. There's been more lithium being produced than the ones that's been required. So um, we all know that. But um, we are um, um, our thesis is about being a, a competitive uh, option. And while, yes, I do take that today, listen, no one has put money in there. Uh, we are doing a scoping study. Uh, we have a, um, a very reputable engineering firm that is doing this, and we announced this um, last month. And on that, we um, we have done um, quite a bit of work to to get to where we are. But uh, the, the thing that we believe is that we, we would have a competitive project that... Um, even if we are currently a producer of these sort of environments, we'll be the ones that are not complaining, not making money. So that that's where we want to be. And who's the reputable firm? Very reputable. Can you give me a name? Uh, <laughs> I would love to, but um, 
they have asked them not to, so I'll stick to what they say. So, um, but um, you know, all in due course, we'll when we finalize the. Um, uh, if you refer to our announcement uh, when we did it, and then it, um, you'll see it there. Okay, okay, okay. Um, you've well, let's talk about some of your shareholders then. Okay, Gangfang apparently um, are a shareholder. That was yes. that was big news. So when did they come on board? How much have they invested? Uh, that was February this year. They um, they have come and um, we um, we'll be talking to them soon. Um, you know, all of the, the COVID nineteen has to delay a lot of the conversations. And in a way, you know what? It's, it's not about outcome from our point of view because I, I, we were wanting to say more than just we are wishful thinking company that has some uh, good heats, high grade low impurities. Well, now we have two projects, high grade low impurities and a resource that's been studied to become a, a, a development project, which is, um, this is where I, um, I get very excited when I start thinking where, we, where we're hearing. Okay, but, so, but, but in the context of there's mm -hmm. a lot of lithium companies out there at the same stage, some struggling to get finance, there's not a lot of money swishing around. You know, one, one of the highlights is the relationship, well, the fact that Gangfeng have apparently put some money into your company. So how much have they put in and what are you doing with them? Well, um, the, the connection comes through um, uh, one of our directors, and uh, he's part of Gamfeng, and um, and they have um, this all happened uh, when we were a private company. So through that, they they um, they became part of Blue Sky Lithium, which is their first company. Well, their private company where it started. They financed a, a big chunk of their company, and so that's how indirectly they became um, shareholders. And um, but the good thing is that we're still talking to them. And, uh, and whilst things are be cooling off in the lithium market, um, we, um, yeah, they they know what we're doing. Um, they haven't walked away. They haven't sold a single chair. And that gives confidence from our end that we're doing the right thing. Otherwise, they would have brushed it off a long time ago and not been, been part of, of, uh, of our registry. But how much of your registry do they represent? What percentage or what dollar term? Um, approximately... Nine and a half or around 10% thereabouts. Okay. But with a company of your side, is that just option money or is that just a sort of legacy from the kind of blue sky relationship? Um, yet to be seen, but I'm positive that um, it's going to be um, good down the track as we're developing our project. They can, I mean, the fact Ganfeng is operating in Argentina, it's been operating for a while. We're not the first one. And they, put, they have all the uh, concentrated efforts today with uh, um, Lithium Americas, and they're developing that project. So look, um, I do understand that, that we come second in, in that regard, but um, just give us a bit more time and um, we'll get their attention. Did they put any money towards the 1.6 million that you raised in June? Yes, they did. Uh, they did some, not much, but they have. Okay, so they, they, they followed a bit of money. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, well, I, I just want to understand the moving part. So who are the other main shareholders in here? Um, the second largest shareholder, um, board and management all up has got around 27% of the company. Top 20 shareholders have got around 54% of the company. So we're tightly held. And if you like to think about the top 50, I will dare to say there will be around 60 to 65%. Right. Okay. So does that explain the fact why your company is not very liquid? Not a lot of trading going on. You don't have much retail. Not a lot of trading. Correct. It's now, it's 
it's it's very tightly held, not much retail. Um, we get in there. I mean, uh, but are we all across the, the junior sector, we're all suffering roughly in the same way. And uh, uh, while most of the larger companies have recovered uh, in price, uh, some of the junior, including ourselves, you know, hasn't been necessarily the case. But um, it's the nature of the beast. You know, um, we are fighting back. We work with uh, delivering things that we'll say we'll do on time and budget as well. So that's, and there's plenty on, on our pipeline of news that's going to come up in the next six to 12 months. But we saw that a lot of that last year, people sort of announcing a major catalyst, which they, well, they thought they were a major catalyst, but again, the market didn't really care. Hasn't really cared about lithium for the last three years globally. That's for, you know, for lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what are you going to do? So why are you so confident that if you continue to just deliver what, your targets that anyone's going to start listening to you well we we have a strong support from the actual existing shareholders and that's been proven already um in not only in the 1.6 million dollars that we raised but previously in the 450 thousand dollars that we raised previously in management we all put money in they all chipped in even management as well and directors so and the top shareholders you know they said despite you know the 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 scaling at the time, we were able to raise money. So um, I'm really conscious about the fact that, you know, money is not that readily available. But we are creative and COVID-19 has opened the opportunity to to renegotiate certain terms and even the work that we're doing, that uh, we're trying to get that cheap as possible. So um, there's always one more way to skin a cat. And, and why my confidence is my, before doing this, before being a mining analyst, before... Um, starting this company, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I've been even an Uber driver in my life. You know, I'm whatever it takes to get this forward, I'll make it happen. And and I'm not short of ideas. You know, I sold and I put everything that I have into the company. And so far, it's been it's been proven that we we get in there. So um, I have a very strongly committed team in Australia, Chile, and Argentina. And I can see the effort that we're all making. And, and so the human factor is a big, big one here. And I, and one way or another, uh, you know, being resilient, being creative, and uh, is, it, we, we'll get there. And so we have proven basic already. We've proven that we have a high grade, low impurities. We have a significant resource, resource that uh, is um, for us enough to make this a project. Uh, we have looked at what it means in terms of the size and we have enough space for our pond. We don't have to go through a third party to ask for space. So um, uh, things are tick, um, bit by bit, you know, they're ticking boxes. Okay. So um, the confidence is in the human factor and, and the fact that we've been able to raise some money today. Okay. You having confidence and it working are two different things. So I, what, I'm, what I want to understand is what's the... What's the plan going forward in this environment? Okay, 1.6 million bucks. Oh, That's cool. just money to keep the lights on, right? And if hunkering down is the strategy yep. for now because it makes sense to you, then that's the strategy. And nothing wrong with that, but I just want to understand how do you survive? And of course, um, we we are going one step at a time. And where we act is uh, we focus on the geology. We deliver our resource box ticks. Now then we said, is this viable economically? We're ticking boxes. We are expecting to have a, a PA uh, 
at the end, uh, well, during Q4, probably you know sometime thereabouts, November, November, December. Um, so we have enough funding to get that done. Do we have money now to do the bench top testing work? The answer is yes. We already negotiate rates, and so um, we'll have results in that way. The next thing is. Do we have enough money for a pilot plant? The answer to that is no. Do we have money to finalize our PFS? The answer is no. Um, but uh, it doesn't require that much more once we finish our uh, study to do the engineering. So we'll find uh, our solution. I know that money doesn't come out of trees, but um, the fact also that our current shareholders been supporting us and backing us up and believing all the way despite the constraint and our share price not rebalancing as we think it is. Um, the if you look today, top 20 shareholders today and what it was six months ago, pretty much hardly any movement. So, uh, and and I'm in contact with all of them, by the way. So, and also we um, recently um, have a new shareholder coming up, which is called Thematica, which is a green fund. Uh, from Luxembourg, they uh, they've got offices in Geneva, and they've been fantastic. And they invest. We are the smallest uh, company that invested, and they um, they like to work with us in the long long run. So we believe that we may attract the attention some some other funds, and that are in that space. And the fact that Thematica came without us, without the company having a, um, um, other than a joke, uh, without um, having a study done. Um, it shows the level of commitment and the and the believing in in our project. They've done the numbers and and uh, as I mentioned, the human factor for us is significant. Um, we have Daniel Jimenez, which is an ex VP of uh, SQM in our board. He's got 28 years experience in in uh, in lithium with SQM, 10 years uh, with a senior VP of commercial. In um, in 2018, he was um, responsible for selling more than $900 million worth of um, product from SQM. So we have someone with got a significant amount of experience and the fact that uh, he joined us uh, last year, he's been close to a year, it, uh, it gives a strong vote of confidence that with someone that knowledgeable in lithium to come to Little Galand, you know, coming from the largest brand producer to probably one of the smallest specs out there in lithium, um, it's um it's a strong commitment, but um you know one thing adds to the next, and we um gather momentum. Uh, the market is not at the right time, but we believe that things will turn around. So we're looking. This is a it's a marathon. It's not a race. And um and this is what I always um tell my investors. You know um believe in us, but this is not going to yield something. You know it's, it's not a trading. Um, uh, you're not going to make money with Galani within a week or two. You know, you stick to us for a, a bit longer term, believing in our story and what we're doing, and uh, we'll show the results. Okay, so you mentioned Thematica there. There's a relatively small fund out of Europe. I mean, how much money have they put into you? They um, they have, a, um, of the 1.6, they participate um, um, around 100,000. Okay. Uh, it's not a, a big amount of money in today's market, but... Um, it's a, it's, you know, it's a talking to us, you know, so look guys, you're here, um, they want to work with us and they're not walking away, uh, they've been supporting us, they, they like what we're doing and so when the next race happens and the next races happen, they'll walk 
they yeah. work with us and and um, they're not the most aggressive one but um you know uh, we we've seen that companies are um paying attention to what we do okay okay and well, yeah i know the thematic guys i mean i don't think argentina is in their top 10 countries that they invest in um so and obviously it's it's not just lithium they're after they've got lots of different commodities that they're going after but i guess at least they're looking at you so that's that's positive um let's and i just wonder how much of this is just placing bets on different different companies you know and um, seeing how it plays out and we were very restrictive as well um we you know the first scene actually um the the came um are the our existing shareholders uh, we we let Thematica to participate, and we didn't want to raise too much. At the same time, we wanted to have enough, with the expectation that things will improve. And um, uh, so it's a fine balance between not over diluting yourself and getting enough cash. Okay. To keep well, let's let's come back to this point that you said. You know, you're not gonna. No one's gonna invest in Galan uh, for quick return. There's a there's a marathon, uh, not a sprint. Um, I, I hear you, and I think that's really good that you're saying that. Or uh, you know. You don't want to mislead people as to what they're getting into because even if I look at your PowerPoint, you name a lot of different companies in that kind of lithium triangle of you know, um, Chile and Argentina um, who are at more advanced stages than you. So they're ahead of you in the queue, right? Um, and they're struggling to get finance. There's a handful of people who've raised a little bit of money recently for at, at various phases in a private and public, um, but not many. There's more are not getting finance at this point. How do you plan for that? Because if you've got all of these people with similar, let's just stick with Brian's, which is what you are, okay? How do you compete when you've got all of these Brian projects ahead of you, more advanced, also struggling to raise capital? It's something that's always in the back of my head. You know, at the end of the day, we're all in the same boat, and the boat is called anywhere between 300 million to half a billion dollars. You know, that's why you require capital twice if you're going to be developing a project. You know, it's, it's all public information out there, so it doesn't take too long to realize that small companies require large capex. And uh, I'm aware of that. Um, I'm also at the stage that we are sending our brine to the lab. And one of the things that we have identified is, and this is food for thought, you know, we have high-grade concentrated brine that goes in our plant. You know, we announced this last Monday. We have identified that our simulation, and we are conservative about our numbers that we disclose. This has been peer-reviewed, so I don't want to overpromise um, because you know there's no, no point. 4.8% um, is what we believe that we can concentrate our brine to uh, before it goes into the plant to be treated for lithium carbonate and produce lithium carbonate uh, battery grade. Now, the interesting thing that we're finding is that 4.8% equates to 25.6% lithium carbonate equivalent. So this is 4.8% lithium. So to us, if, we, if you transform that into lithium oxide, just to give a reference point, lithium oxide um, is, there will be 10, 10.5% lithium oxide. So we have higher grade than the guys here in WA. So if I can find a way to get my product out as lithium concentrate, I will do it. So this is something that I'm exploring. Um, it's early days, but um, commercially it can make a difference. So I'm trying to think outside of the box. Um, I'm giving you a flavor of what it could be. 
but I'm looking at other alternatives as well of what else we could do. So commercially, that will mean a very step, um, it'll be a very big difference because I could come online in two years instead of five. So, um, as I'm, you know, big disclaimer here is this is early days. I need permissions, I need, uh, so I need permits, I need uh, a lot more than just go and do this. But um, we found out that Brian is, is different and it's different to um, all the brands that we've seen um, in, in Argentina. Um, it's second best to the Atacama in terms of concentration, but um, it's still enough. If you think that people make money with 6% coming from WA, it raises the question, why can't we not make money at 10% if it was lithium, if we were exporting lithium oxide? So, um, you know, I come from a commercial background. I try not to take um, technical answers as absolute answer. I push back. I try to open the 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 questioning about what else can we do? Because yes, the the waiting period to get money and funding, and it's a whole history of uh, lithium companies out there that um they, you know, they want to become a lithium company producer, and you know the only one that was. Uh, actually been able to do so there was Oro Cobre and we're learning from them as well we've taken a lot of take, take away from uh, the what they've done and we are uh, yeah we we've taken note notice of all of those things so um this is one of the things I'm exploring um there are more you know that it's still early days but um if there's a way to uh put our products product into the market quicker than anyone else because the chemistry of our salt flat allows those levels of concentration, I will do so. I'm interested in um, technically, you know, what, what are your capabilities? I get that uh, Daniel Jimenez is uh, on board SQM, but, you know, he's a non-exec. I'm, I'm talking about the active technical capabilities within the company. I mean, have you got anyone on board looking at DLA? Of course, yeah. We're, we've been, um, I mean, um, probably it's been more than nine months work that we've done so far in DLA. And uh, we, um, we have looked at it uh, and look at it again. And we uh, always get knocked by DLE people. And uh, I, my message to them is always the same. I have the probably one of the highest grade projects in Argentina. I give you logistics. I'll give you a camp. I'll give you permits. You know, I'll, I'll do the permits, permitting. I'll do all of that. You bring your technology to site and make it work. This is my compromise. But um, to date, every single DLE option wants money. And I'm not a big company. I'm not in a position to pay them. And this is technology that is not commercially proven. So I would I like to do it? The answer is absolutely yes. You know, does it make sense? Of course it does make sense. But um, I'm also saying, you know, I, I have a limited budget and I'm trying, I need to stick to what it makes sense commercially. So, um, I believe it's going to work, but I don't want to be the first one as well and take all the risk. So if it works, then we'll put a hand up, you know. Um, but I'm also open to work together with companies to give us an answer, and that um, you know, I'll put my, you know, I'll get everything else that is required. You you don't have to spend money on anything, and 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 today there's no one that has taken you know or has in half halfway in into this. So uh, when that happens. Brilliant. You know, I'll, 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 I'll like to do that. You okay. know, I'm, 
I'm I'm a very open-minded person. That's okay. all I want to say. And, okay. And I'll just, you know, yeah. yeah, like I say, you've got to stick to your knitting and you haven't got that much money to do lots of different things. You've got to advance this forward or at least keep the lights on until you, you, you are in a position to um, raise more capital to do more. But uh, just back on Gangfang, I mean... I'm one to one more thing that I'd like to clarify. Sure. DLE is fantastic, but um, it's from what we've seen today is DLE requires a lot of energy, and we don't have access to that level of energy outside. You know, there is a gas pipeline, and can we get gas potentially? But uh, you you go you go POSCO and and uh, and Galaxy, so they've got bigger. Solar? And if it focuses today than us. Is solar an option? For me? Solar energy. Solar is an option. Um, but um, look, mate, uh, from what I've seen, it's, it's almost prohibitive, you know, to put a solar array. Because if you, let me put it this way, if you require 20 megawatts in solar capacity, uh, to make it solar, you have to more than double your capacity to run that with batteries. So... Um, and um, and uh, roughly, you know, it can cost you a power plant. It can cost you fifty plus million US uh, for a solar plant that can sort of power those sort of things. So we're talking about big dollars here. And and uh, yeah, it, it's I, I would love to find a solution. I'm not close to the idea, but um, the key thing is um, is is power available? And where we are, um, the answer today is no. What what about you know, the, the roads, the water, well, the water's obviously there, but what about all the other things that you need? Easy. Well, look, we got out live and it's been operating for 20 plus years. Live and produce lithium that goes into all the way to Panasonic and then to Tesla. So um, uh, it's, we're not pro um, promoting something that doesn't work. There's a long history of lithium production in our soft flat. So um, all the same logistics that they have, we can have them and there's no different there. So, um, Permit-wise, we believe that we can get them. If you look at what uh, Galaxy has, you know, they're getting permits. So it's all, all happening. Okay, okay. And, um, okay, so just, just looking forward to the rest of this year. You've raised a little bit of money, okay? You've got a PEA sure. hopefully yep. out by the end of this year with, with, if there's no further restrictions or COVID impacts um, in country. Then what? PEA comes out, then what? Oh, we're following with the PFS. Right. So... We have enough to kick off uh, fund-wise to keep keep going with the PFS. We definitely need to raise money um, at some point, but the PFS is that right after. Uh, the um, we're doing a PA because we want to tell the market that we have something meaningful. Um, while we're not required to do a PA and we are required to do a PFS, if you want to follow the you know the step-by-step -step process, you do. You have to do a, um, a, um, a scope and study PEA, and then, and then we do a PFS. We just make it more transparent, so that's why um, I, I call it that way, rather than just saying we're doing PFS. Um, that, that's pretty but much again, so, but uh, I guess what I'm trying to I'm trying to understand here is that you know, given the state of market, state of the market, and things aren't moving as quickly as people want. Like, there's a big demand. Yep. Uh, you know, coming down the line at some point, but right now it's just not there. Do you have to rely on where the market is to make your decisions, or are you going to try and raise money and just plow on and just you know keep things moving as best you can? Can you raise I the money to do that? Organic, 
Yeah, I think organically we can get all the way to um, feasibility. So give for the next, you know, um, to, fe to feasibility from today, give it 18, 24 months. Uh, I think organically we can raise um, we can raise the money required for that as a company with um, uh, you know our registry, with the people that we're talking to, uh, companies that we're already having first pass discussions. So um, yeah, I think organically we can. The key question like everyone else is when big dollars come for uh, CapEx development for a lithium carbonate plant. And, and the answer is, do we have half a billion dollars, three, even $300 million? And the answer is no. Um, can we look for something in between, something that we can do as a small company? And as a day of passing, I think that uh, I tend to think that we, you know, we could get there. So, uh, and that's my north today. To, okay. So, two, to, two, what can I do to, to bring to market? Two, two questions. Okay. 18 to 24 months to get a PFS done. How much money do you think you'll need to raise? Um, how much money? Um, so, in the next, you know, we have we have had a burn rate of around $3 million in, if you add the last two years per year. So, three or three and a half. So, it'll be seven. Um, to then, in the next 24 months, everything including even running a company, we probably need to raise another seven, and and that that will get us there. Right. And um, and okay. I okay. To, so it's not out of you know out of the question for any any junior company that cannot raise. And and uh, we've done it in the past. I think that is is doable. And you think in 24 so months' time, the market's going to be a little bit more receptive for when you come out and say, hey, I need, now need to uh, do a feasibility study and maybe look at building a, power, uh, a pilot plant. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That, that, we, that's what the, the future may hold. But look, um, look JP, look, that's a great first introduction to the company. Thanks for running through that. Just helps to understand sort of what's going on up there and what the plans are and how you approach things, which I think you've been very honest about. Uh, today, so I do appreciate that. Um, as things move along, you know, pick up the phone, let us know how things are going, um, and obviously, hopefully, the market, like the rest of the commodities out there, starts recovering a little bit. Yeah, no, and one of the things that well, we're doing um, sort of the, we put an update on Monday, so we have gone to site, we retrieved three cubic meters of brine, so um, we um, we're waiting for the permit so we can take that to the lab. And we, we're looking forward to, to update the market with actually hard data and because um, we're keen to show what we have. And, and, and also, if you look what Galaxy has done, they put an announcement last week, well, this week, sorry, about where the plan is. So if you, what Galaxy is trying to do, just think of us doing the same thing just behind. You know, the chemistry is very similar and we're applying certain things that could be a bit different. But um, overall, you know, um, the chemistry of Ombre Mortis is fantastic. That, you know, I, when you ask me, uh, Posco paid $280 million for the transaction for Galaxy. Is it worth it $280 million today? The answer is no. Fast forward three or five years, and you're not going to find another Ombre Mortis. You know, the chemistry of that place is unique. So I, I, that's why I think that they, yeah, probably was too much pay at the time, but I'm, um, it will work in three years' time, you know. So um, everyone will forget that we were in the downturn, and the, the the way that things are pointing for the future, I'm very optimistic. You know, another um, uh, something may give it give in before then, and 
and uh, I look forward to how the, the market will react to things like Tesla Day that will give a bit of barometer to really see where things are going forward. Um, but um, by the time we come online, as you point out early on, in two years' time, you know, uh, Galan should be in a very strong position, and and that's where I, you know, our team is is running to and what we want to get to. Beautiful, JP. Appreciate your time. We'll speak to you again soon. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.